Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Sådär då. Välkomna till fotboll och dem som heller special, special. Ja, avslutningsspecial. Ja, det är Vi... speciellt på många sätt. Mm, det kommer vara vårt sista, po- sista program. Ja, inte riktigt sista program. Nej, sista programserie. Exakt. Efter ett och ett halvt år har vi hållit på mm. med att prata om damfotbollens betydelse för samhälle och väldigt olika spännande teman som man kan använda fotboll som metafor till att kanske förstå andra delar i samhället. Ja, och i och med att jag har lite separationsångest och inte kan säga saker och ting i sista gången så säger vi att vi avslutar det för nu men man vet aldrig om det kommer tillbaka igen. Nej, det vet man aldrig. Det kan det mycket väl göra. Det som däremot känns, tycker jag, det är också alltid mycket separationsångest men det, känns, det som känns bra är att under de här ett och ett halvt åren, kan vi prata mer om på slutet, tar det tycker jag har hänt väldigt mycket. Alltså mm. de här frågorna som vi tog upp som... Som kanske kom då och då tycker jag är en del av vardagen med att, i alla fall i Sverige, att man uppmärksammar liksom, tjejernas rätt, alltså lika rätt till både att spela fotboll och till jobb. Och, alltså hela jämställdhetskampen har gått åt rätt håll. Mm. Men också, ja, damfotbollen i stort har, har fortsatt utvecklas under de här ett och ett halvt åren. Mm. Samhället är på gång. Men vi har ju en, en, en ledfråga som egentligen handlar om att alltså vi har, har någon tes att, faktiskt att, att idrott och i det här fallet damfotboll har en, haft en ganska stor betydelse för samhällsutvecklingen. Och det kommer vi fokusera ganska mycket på i de kommande eh, avsnitten. Men innan vi går in på hur vi ska göra den här serien som vi har planerat nu så tycker jag bara att vi ska berätta lite grann vad vi är. Mm. Vi lägger upp, jag tog en bild på dig innan så den får man titta på om man vill. Ja, den ska jag se om jag har godkänt den först. Ja, men det är en, podd, det är en poddstudie i Tika. I en förort till Nairobi i Kenya Och poddstudie kanske är lite väl att ta i Men det är en preliminär poddstudie i mitt hotellrum just nu Ja Och vi anländer ju i morse mm. vi pratar, Jag märker att vi pratar båda två mycket långsammare än vanligt Jag tror att vi är ganska trötta Vi har rest, vi reste ju nästan ett dygn nästan ja, Kom fram i morse till Nairobi Där vi blev upphämtade Av en som heter Deddan som vi också kommer förklara mer om senare. Men eh, han körde oss ut till Tikatown. Tikatown, där Angasa fotbollakademi. Heter de fotbollakademi? Angasa är själva konceptet. Mm. Det är i alla fall en liten fotbollsakademi. Eller det är en biståndsorganisation mm. som använder fotbollen som, som ett av medel att nå framförallt barn och ungdomar i slumområdet som ligger här i Tika. Ja, 
Precis, så vi bor på ett hotell här i Tika Town som ligger ungefär 10 minuters promenadavstånd från det här slumområdet som ungefär, där det bor mellan 80 och 100 000 invånare. Eh, och vi har hängt där hela dagen idag, vi är ganska trötta nu. Det har varit en lång dag som har varit extremt, eh, ska man säga, intrycksrik. Eh, helt nya miljöer. Och eh, i det här slumområdet då, som de även kallar det själva, så, så finns precis som Per sa den här Angasa. Där de hjälper barn från fattigdom eller från gatan ganska mycket. Genom att bedriva meningsfulla sysselsättningar och fritidsaktiviteter. Mm. Och vi har ju faktiskt pratat om det här att vi har haft Sverige som fokus ganska mycket i den här podden. Men att det kan, alltså i alla samhällsskildringar tror jag att det är väldigt viktigt att även titta på ett större perspektiv. Och vi har haft det funderingen om året. Ska vi titta på den här frågan även utanför Sveriges gränser? Mm. Och nu var det så att en god vän till mig och även kollega Andreas Sjöagen har ju bott här i, vid två tillfällen, tre månader i sträck. Och man har byggt upp den här akademin. Och då pratade vi om att vi kanske skulle göra ett sista avsnitt där vi verkligen tittar på, tittar på en annan plats i världen. Hur det ser ut och vilken betydelse fotbollen kan ha. Kan ge det för perspektiv på Sverige men vi kan det ge för perspektiv i stort. Mm. Då sa Andreas, men vadå, vi, vi åker till... Vi åker till akademin här i mm. december. Och fick vi även med oss och berättade det vi var vår tränare och, och för, för laget, för fotbollslaget. Och vi har två spelare från laget som följde med mm. som också vill se någonting. Så vi kanske får, får träffa dem lite kort innan programserien. Ja, det ty- kommer vi verkligen göra tycker jag. Eh, det roliga är precis som Persson att vi är fem stycken nu här på den här resan. Och vi har fått ganska mycket uppmärksamhet idag när vi har gått på gatorna. Kan du berätta lite, vad, vad tycker du har varit liksom... Vad tar du med dig från den här dagen? Det är snart ja, men alltså jag tar med, av den. Ja, men det är, det är ju någonting... Alltså man skiljer, om man vill prata om normer en del i, i den här podden. Och nu är det väldigt så att man är verkligen inte norm här. Utan en sudfärd gör att man ser väldigt annorlunda ut och får extremt mycket uppmärksamhet. Mm. Och både blickar och skrik och tobab och... Man, 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 man sun och nej. Man, jag har glömt det. Vita mannen skriker ju barnen framförallt mm. till oss allihopa. Och vill ta och känna, börja med och första som att de ville känna på håret. Mm. Och blev väldigt lyckliga. Så att, ja, men det har varit en känsla att man, ser, man känner att man skiljer sig från mängden. Och, och, som är mycket perspektiv. Och därför tänker vi att det, vi, vill göra, vi, vi gör inte bara ett avsnitt. Utan vi vill göra fler för att kunna få lite olika perspektiv på det här. För det går inte att sammanfatta i en intervju på något Nej. sätt. Och det kanske inte går att sammanfatta i fyra intervjuer heller. Eller vad det nu kommer att bli tre. Men däremot så fotbollens betydelse för samhället och här då i Tikka och Kenya kanske eh, har ju olika jag menar, olika roll för olika, olika perspektiv så att vi får se lite olika perso- träffa lite olika personer berätta deras syn på det mm. så att du var ju precis inne på det så det den här programserien kommer att handla om är vår kärnfråga liksom, vilken betydelse har fotbollen för samhället mm. eh, och vi tänker oss vi får se exakt hur många program det blir men ett antal program med olika personer som kanske har olika infallsvinklar den här personen och så förhoppningsvis så kanske vi får en lite spännande helt andra eh, berättelser som, mm. det, som det handlar om och vi har ju gett alla våra intervjuobjekt under de här ett och ett halvt åren ungefär har ju fått den här frågan vilken vilken betydelse har fotboll för samhället enligt den personen. Så vi har ju ganska många människor att jämföra med sen det som vi kommer fram till här. Så det ska bli kul att vi i en avslutande reflektion verkligen kan analysera det här utifrån vad vi har sett under tidens gång och vad våra, de personer vi träffat tycker. 
och med den situationen som befinner oss nu. Mm. Och därför, ni som har varit med lite grann, konceptet kommer att vara så nu har vi på det här lite grann ett tag. Vi ska snart på vår, en intervju i det här programmet, så det blir ganska klassiskt program. Men vi gör ingen liten analys efter den intervjun, utan vi återkommer med en annan dag med en till intervju i liknande med ett nytt perspektiv. Och så kanske vi återkommer med ytterligare en del. Mm. Och sen så har vi oss, när programmet är slut, då reflekterar vi på hela den här resan och alla de här delarna och försöker se om vi kan bidra med någonting mm. i det resonemanget. För vi kommer resa runt lite grann här, träffa en del folk. Både folk som är verksamma inom fotbollsvärlden och sådär, väl barn och ungdomar. Och sen ska vi ju ja, sväng till Nairobi och till en nationalpark och kolla på, ju, eller på safari. Så att vi kommer ju vara med med en del här som vi också kommer kunna implementera i podden på ett eller annat sätt. Mm. Och vi kommer aktivt arbeta med de här människorna och se vad, vad, om vi kan få någon egen känsla. Mm. Inte bara höra deras känslor. Vad är din känsla nu då? Ja, min känsla nu är att jag, vi, det första som hände när vi kom ut på flygplatsen. Det var ett bagage borta, men det var någon som kom till oss och, och, och såg att vi hade en bollsäck med oss. Det var väl 30, ja, vi hade över 70 bollar med oss. Det första frågan var skulle jag kunna få en boll? Det är det första som händer i landet. Mm. Det säger någonting, och det är bollkopplade till idrott. Att där, redan där fanns en idrott en, en, en betydelse. Mm. Det var den första frågan, det var inte pengar eller någonting, det var bollen. Mm. Och sen var det som jag tyckte man såg när vi kom med allt material och mycket grejer. Men att det barnen ser är i bollarna. Och hur uh, efterfrågade de här, och jag kommer ihåg att jag gav, uh, jag bar bollen så så alla gick och tittade på mig. Nog för att jag är vit, men att de fick hålla en boll. Och, uh, och jag vet också, du pratade med några tjejer som hade fotbollskläder, som, de spelar inte så mycket boll. Men, Nej. Var, de... Nej, det var ett jättegulligt tjejgäng på, de var tio år. Uh, och liksom hade liksom full, såg som skulle spela match liksom, nästan, det var bara benskyddet som fattades. Strumpor och skor och shorts och väst och alltihopa. Och så frågade de om de hade haft träning. Ja, det har de inte haft. Här skulle de ha träning. Nej, det skulle de inte ha. De hade, de hade dessutom också jullov nu. Men de var så stolta över att vara i sin fotbollsmundering. Så de sprang runt i det mesta hela dagarna. Och skulle spela fotboll imorgon, sa de. Mm. Så det var liksom man... en vettig till att påstå det även idag. Ja, frågade om man ville träna dem. Men det är väl deras identitet. Så att mm. jag, jag, tror att den här, jag tror att den här sporten verkligen för samma folk och skapar någon form av identitet. Men... Mm. Ja. Och alla som frågar var vi kommer ifrån frågar också om vi har träffat Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Så att, ja. eh, vi har ju en stor anknytning till fotboll Sverige genom honom. Mm. Här. Och så svarar vi alltid, nej men Lotta Schelin, hon har vi intervjuat i den här ja. podden. Jaha, nej de känner inte riktigt till henne men, eh, Snart kanske. Snart, efter det här besöket så. Ja. Ska vi påa vår första ja, intervju? precis. Vår första intervju som vi kommer ha här är med Josef Ugutu. Mm. Andreas beskrev ju han, det är han som känner allt och alla mm. det är Han är kärnan, även fast inte han arbetar här Men han har varit, där, varit med längst Han är den äldsta medarbetaren i Agasa eh, Och han verkar vara som en, liksom, en, en, en fader över både barn och ungdomar liksom. Man såg vilken pondus han hade idag när han gick runt och Nej, ni får inte ha den där bollen, ni får den där bollen och, Nej, nu ska tjejerna få vara här, nu, nu får killarna flytta mm. så här, och, Han är även pondus tycker jag i hela området Vi tog en, Han visade oss runt i... i liksom, Själva området där alla bor. Och tog med oss på en liten guidatur. Och liksom alla hälsade på honom. Alla vet som han var. Alla kallade honom för coachen. Och så frågade Andreas varför. Alltså coach är just han som kallas för coach. Men då är han, liksom, han är coachernas coach. Han har varit verksam i 15 år. Och bedrivit eh, eh, fotboll. På, liksom, ja, med ideella medel. För att det är hans passion. Och för att han vill hjälpa ungdomar att utveckla sig i fotboll. Så att han, han är verkligen en, en stor 
person i den här Verkligen. Bilen. Och förhoppningsvis har han... Dels har han sett saker hända de här 15 åren. Och han förhoppningsvis har... Det lät som vi... Redan innan intervjun när vi träffade honom att han har reflekterat en del kring det här. Och som mm. sagt, han bor i slummen själv. Han har sannolikt inte ett välbetalt jobb. Men han verkar... Hela den här dagen som vi kom hit så har han varit engagerad i den här akademin på ett eller annat sätt. Mm. Så att vi... Vi tar lyssnat på, på Josef och han kommer såklart få frågan om idrottens betydelse för samhället. Mm. Ett par frågor till. Mm. Okej, okay, så so we're sitting here in, uh, in Kenya. Yeah. Uh, in uh, this... Um, Kiandutu. Kiandutu, it's the village called. Yeah. Uh, together with Josef Butu. Nice to be here. Yes, thank you, welcome. Thank you very much. And we were told we were told yesterday that you, Josef, you, you know everyone in this city and all the children and everyone. You are like the the, the father for this uh, organization, Aganza. You, you have been here for fi- almost 15 years, right? Yeah, I've been yeah. here for 15 years. Okay, and very welcome to Football and Don, Football and Don Samhälle. That's the Swedish name. Football okay. and Society, a uh, Football and Female Society. I think we, if we translate it, or Football and Female Society. Uh, exactly. This yeah. is what the podcast is about. Okay. And we actually have the first question to all guests, because it's, that's the question we, uh, we wonder uh, in many interviews. It's about what kind of meaning do football have for the society? And now we ask you that question here in, 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 in Kiandutu. Uh, what, what football mean to uh, the community? Exactly. Uh, football to the community has really evolved to make the community more aware of what the youth are doing okay. because the, it, it, it has really united the youth, it's, it has really fight the vices like crime, drugs and even somehow it had to the extent of uh, fighting like early marriages, it has, fight it, it has really managed to fight that vices also. So to the community here it has really enabled the community to understand as well and also to give us the, the respect because of what we are doing in football mm. yeah so i think we can uh, we can we will talk a lot about that more but can you just like go back in time a little bit and tell us your story how did you come here and why did you start doing what you're doing initially i come from mombasa mm. the, the coastal town they have been playing football i left playing football around 1995 when I, i left playing active football okay then i started being as a, a local coach in that area so when i came here i came to my brother who was working here at Tika. so i was really interested in football in slums so it's the time when i came to the slum though i was not staying here but i usually i used to come to to see what if the youth are doing the slums. So that's where I, I come to f- in contact with youths playing football. What's so interesting about football just in the slums? It's really interesting because you find the youth in the slum, they have that ability to play football when they are still young and they are really good at, at that tender age. You can say they are really talented. They are really talented. So when I, I realized their talent is when I started to to give them the moral on how to be a good footballer that's when they started to give me the name of a coach so i started that way that that was when i was still not with the angaza i was just with the local teams 
So we started like that. I was training the senior teams initially before. Pro bono, but no, yeah. no man, you did that. Pro yeah. bono. Pro bono oh. on my own. Exactly. Yeah, it was on my own without mm. any assistance from anybody. Mm. So I started playing with the different teams from all the other parts of Thika. That's when I became. I started become to be known because the, the talent that I had nurtured was now I was not ex exposing it to the other areas. So it made me more popular within the Thika town. Gave you like loyalty and uh, loyalty also yeah, and respect, yeah. So from there is when I also joined uh, the tournament which was being played organized by Angaza. It was in the other area, not f far from here. So we started going there to play. From there, they saw the interest on me how because of the way I was handling the the youths. So they they put me also in the position in the in the in Angaza as also a coordinator from this area. So from there, they disbanded the, the center at the, at the other area. So we came to start another center here in Kiandutu. Okay, so the organization Angaza was already. It was already established. Okay, and then so, you brought it here to Kiandutu. I'm the one who brought it here to okay. Kiandutu. Because after there was a, a problem there, most of the, the that area is not the, like the slums. So they wanted a place where there's a, some slums, where there's a lot of talent. So they had to shift to, to Kiandutu. So I was chosen as also the, the center coordinator and also the senior coach for the senior teams. So I started training the boys, uh, the under 14. That was our most senior team by then. So we graduated from 14, then they went to under 16. Is when I, I, deleted, I delegated my job to another coach because I was having a, a very huge task of trying to see that I organize the, the tournament here. At the same time, I have a team so I had to delegate a, co a, a coach to assist me in the under-16 boys. Start from, but, but I just need to go back. You said it's more talent in the slum. Why is yeah. it like that? Can you explain that? Uh, why it's more talent in the slums? Mm. Uh, in the slums, mostly is people are poor. Mm. And football is what they share most. So most of the, their, their time, they, when they are young, they, they, they make that ball made of polythene papers. So they used to play that one. Okay. That's where the talent started. So when I came, I saw there, there was a lot of talent. So to, it, what was needed was to, how to nurture that talent. So my presence also added the value of that talent because they were just playing without knowing how this. They're supposed to play the system of play, so that's what made me a, a name in this slum. Okay. Yeah. So the poor people they actually practice a lot. The poor people, most in the slums, practice a lot. That's why a lot of talent is there. You said you started with uh, with the boys when you first came here. Yeah, I started with the boys. What was there any were there any girls who were playing at the time or? Uh, there were. Girls, but the only problem that there was no other coach to assist the girls. Many coaches prefer uh, coaching the boys. Maybe the, most of the coaches in the slums here 
prefer coaching senior senior boys. Why? Uh, that question is a little bit difficult, but to me, uh, I will put it that they want maybe a team that can make them give them a name to the big leagues. So that's why they prefer a senior boys than they these underage. Yeah. Do you think it's any more reasons? Because that's the question we. We, we we all sometimes wonder even in Sweden because we are mm. we have a lot of coaches both in men and female. But ten years ago, it was less coaches in oh, female. In female. Yeah. Is it any more reasons do you think why 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 men doesn't or why, why uh, we don't get coaches for the for the girls? For the men mostly don't like to coach girls. They mostly they complain that the girls are really complicated and and sometimes they are not easy to understand. To understand them, because today they are in the field. Tomorrow, if you will like, you want them like the, the, you see now, a, a team that was coming far away was prepared before my team was there. So those are the weak points that most of the coaches, men coaches, don't want to train the girls' teams. And why isn't and why isn't the girls there and prepared? Well, what's the reason why they were not there this morning? Your team, what were uh, they doing? The, uh, most of the time, they complain that they are being given a lot of work at home. Mm. That's why the, the what makes them to also to be late for coming to, to the field. But most of the girls, sometimes, I personally, like when I I know that we are going to play tomorrow, I used to go to their parents to ask for permission. So it has it really enabled me sometimes to work with them closely. The parents the player and me so uh, sometimes the parents uh, sometimes do deny us the the, the the girls because the girls are also uh, the way i told you they are complicated sometimes they do cheat that they are in the field and yet they are not in the field uh, that has really uh, made me to, to be taking their uh, phone numbers all the parents so they say to the parents that they're going to play football they, and then they, they go do something else. They, they go do something else. That's what has been... Uh, that's not happening with the boys. Uh, that's the, the boys, the, 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 the parents do, do not take care, so much care to the boys than the girls. Okay. Uh, they're more careful about the girls. Yeah, uh, but to the girls. So it has been a problem sometimes because uh, to tell a parents that I want um, your girl to come and play for my team, She'll just give me an answer that no. Why? Because uh, she's going to be spoiled. That's their pers perspective. Okay. Yeah. That's, so it has that perspective changed during the years? It has really changed because Angaza is also helping us a lot by giving some bursary to, to the needy students who are playing in the in academy. Mm. And also we, we work a lot. We go to places. So when the parents are hear that we are going somewhere and we will we'll be there for a week or so, they are really impressed because the, the the ladies are going to places that they have never gone to. So when they come back, they they they, they narrate their story of the place they were. And you see, when I was when I, I I arrived here, they were just playing without going anywhere. They were just within this locality. So with me coming and with Angaza also coming in. So they have been more exposed to mm. the other areas. Yeah. So it seems even even there that football is giving them more 
more rights even, yeah. even to leave their home because yeah. football has opened both their eyes and their family's eyes. Yeah, yeah. Like, football is also giving them their, their rights because sometimes a parent will deny her a chance to come and play and she, she will sneak and come and play without the, perm the permission from the parents. Sometimes she will cheat the parents that uh, she's coming to play and yet she's, she has gone to maybe the, uh, her boyfriend. Mm. That's what sometimes is also giving a conflict between with the coaches and the parents. Because the parents will they start blaming blame me mm. that I'm the one who's making the, the girls spoiled. Mm. Mm. So we find some, some parents deny us the, the permission to, to, to the girls. Is that, I mean, the spoiled thing, but the girls being spoiled, are they afraid of the girls doing something um, they, they don't think they're allowed to? Or are they afraid that they're going to be spoiled in the sense that they are getting self-esteem? What sense are they afraid of them being spoiled? Like, in the slums, we have early pregnancy. That is very common here in the slums. We find early marriages, which is not recognized. It is like, come we stay. And it, it is done by most, like I have been affected by that thing in my team. Find a good girl leaving to play and going to stay with their boyfriend. Starting like a life of marriage without a permission from the parents. So you find the parents coming to me, blaming me that without this, this could have not happened. You have made my daughter more exposed to other. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, what do you say then? Mm. Oh, it's not mine. Okay, just, uh... This one is not mine. So, what's your reaction then if someone blames you for their. Uh, normally, normally to me, I used to have my, my book. Of record. I normally record when the time they are in practice and the time when we are going home. We start our practices at around 5, 5.30. Then we finished our practice at around 6.30. When you enter the training session, you sign in. When we are going, we sign out. So any parents who come to me, um, I just show him the book. She was with me at this time, she departed at this time. So it has really enabled me to, 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 to avoid that blame. So the blame is always on the lady's side. You are cheating because you told me that you were in, you were in the training and yet the coach has shown me that those who are in the training, you are not part of them. So it has really made it easy for me to work with the parents. I understand. Yeah. But then I, also, I wonder another thing that how come that you are not like the other you also coach yeah. like that, how come that you are that you are going you're fighting for the girls to play football as well what, what have you yeah what's the reason for that how, how do you think about yeah, that yeah, yeah the first thing when I came here there was a coach who was really coaching the ladies team though by then by then I wasn't interested in coaching the ladies team okay you weren't. I, I, I was not interested okay. then. You were like uh, everyone coaching, had more or less uh, Yeah, else. coaching men. Mm. But to my local team, mm. there they, they came ladies also. 
they form a, a, a team which was the opposing the other coaches team so i had also to be their coach because i was the coach for all the teams in, in my all the categories one coach five categories plus the ladies team so see, from there is when i also developed that a uh, vigor okay. seeing that uh, the ladies are being marginalized whenever they want to play you find the men saying no it's not their time they should they should have come tomorrow or they should have come yesterday so that's where i start that if to feel the the pinch if the ladies want to play and they are being denied that a chance to play and it's football no way i should stand by them that's where i start i started a, a giving them fighting for their rights that if it is a matter of football and football is for all genders let also show our showcase our ladies while they also play interesting yeah. but the, even though my, my... hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/host. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner 3 days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We were at the pitch uh, yesterday. Yeah. And uh, Julia and Josefine, they should train the girls. And, and, and they, they told them, come girls, we go to the big, big field and do the training. Yeah. And the girls in, in in your team said, no, no, we, we we can't be on the big field. We should be on the small one, yeah. uh, because they seems a bit afraid for, for the boys. Yeah, yeah. So what, what, why, what do you think about that? Is this... It has been a problem sharing the field with the boys, because uh, the boys always want a big share mm. than the, the the girls. So it it sometimes is it because they don't think that girls should play football or is it because they think their own football is more important what do you think? They, they they think the boys football is more important than the girls football that's why most of the boys here they don't see girls as really serious in and what has uh, motivated what has made them to feel like that is that most of our girls they end up a pregnant a good girl who was playing end up in pregnancy 
So they have always, always been blaming the girls that I'm helping the girls, but they will not, they'll take me nowhere. Okay. okay, so that's like the common perspective on it. Yeah. But even, they, well, you have a lot of television here, I've seen it even in, in the slum, but, but yeah. it still is it's world championships for, for female as well. And last year was more team than ever and a lot of teams from yeah. Africa with yeah. Cameroon and Nigeria and yeah. Ivory Coast and stuff like that. What is, have you seen any change of attitude the latest year? Because, but oh. it is still very much... It's a uh, like sport. in Kenya, mm. uh, not most people prefer girls football. No. Not most of them. Because, like, what's needed to that to change? Do you think? What what uh, what, what need to happen for that? In order for people in Kenya to to understand that ladies have the right to play, each team that is playing in the league must be having a ladies team. Mm. Like now we have a ladies league, but if you compare it with the men's league, the fans. It's rare, it's rare, it's really rare for fans, male fans, to go and watch ladies football. But when the male football is played in the bigger leagues, you will find a lot of men fans plus the ladies. So, yeah, but then it's a very exciting example with that uh, team referee now in the Super League. Uh, why did you think that she has succeeded? What, what's the reason behind that? In fact, she was she was playing for my team, okay. the previous team before the, I started training the others. Then we started training the Belfaris. So she entered to be a Belfari. At the, at the same time, she was helping me in training there. So what made her leave coaching was the job in Bilfari, so she had to leave coaching because she was not coming continuously. But did she had a, did you see another uh, another attitude at her compared to the other girls that you had in the team? Was she special in a way? Yeah, she was really special because she was really hardworking, and uh, most of the time she was in practice. She could do some, her own practice before the coach arrives, and. Whenever, sometimes I was not there, she could start organizing the other players. She could tell them to leave the ball behind so that we could be trained tra- without the ball first. Then, though she was not good in playing inside, but she was a good coordinator. Okay. Yeah, she helped in coordinating the girls in football. But then I also want, because now, as you said, I understand that it's more men that are interested in, in football, but when, when we were here, we had just seen men, coaches. Yeah. No, no, no female coaches. Yeah. Uh, is, well, is that the, what's the reason behind that? Because even though maybe older women that maybe like you would like to fight for equal rights, uh, yeah. and football could make that happen. What do you think that they don't engage in an organization like this, or that they might do, but in other ways? I haven't seen them. The women. Yes, exactly. Uh, the, the only problem here in the, in the slums, like football, needs a lot of perseverance. Most don't want to persevere. They just think it can just be quick. Today I'm a coach. Tomorrow I'm just a rich somebody. So perseverance is what costs them. Like for me now. You mean pa- patience? Yeah, um, patience. Yeah. They don't want to be patient. They they know like there's a lady now. I tried to have several to be acting like my assistant coach, the heavy lady. 
up to now she has been coming once and then I tried also to give another uh, the ladies at the 12th team to coach, to coach. Up now, see, we don't have ladies. Uh, we, are very, we have very few uh, under 12 ladies because most of those who are training the ladies, they were just not serious. So we had to disband that category because whenever we give them the uniforms, the, the these girls just go with the, the uniform because sometimes if they come, they don't get the coach. And we imagine at that time, me, I'm, I'm training the, the, the boys. Mm. But more or less, all, what you're saying is also the coaches here, a lot of them are having dreams of becoming like a, a coach in a, in a good league. So that's why they're here. It's not because sometimes I think people should also be here because they will do something good for the society. Yeah. Is, are, are women allowed? To, do they have time to do things that, like that here as well? Or is it the men? Thing to do. Yeah, the women are, are much allowed to do what the men are also doing. Uh, it's only that they need also to, to be supported by the men. Mm. If they don't get that support from men, it, it won't be easy. Like, it, it will make them just to despair and to leave playing football. But if we could have men really supporting ladies, it can work. That because sometimes if, if you are a good example, you see, I didn't play with those senior team while you were playing. I knew why. Because if I could have played, then things could have been messed. There is a problem in them organizing themselves. So men should also get, give, get an example from me. Mm. Instead of just engaging in men's affairs. Yeah. It should be good for us to engage in women affairs if you want to promote soccer you know, in this region. Yeah. But um, for, so I've been here now for one and a half days and I've seen the girls play and I, I think that the teenage girls, I, they looked a little bit insecure and as Parma was saying, they, they didn't like dare to go and play on the big pitch because they were a bit afraid of taking the boys' pitch. But I see the younger girls, they are... They seem to be more like believing themselves and a little bit more brave. The the ones that are like nine or eight or ten. Yeah. Is that like the thing that are they brave and then when they get older they get on a bit more unsecured or, or is it can you see a change in the newer generations? Yeah, there's a, a change in the newer generation. Like they the upcoming they're twelve. Mm. They are really tough and really ready to play in any field. But as time goes. They, they get some problems because of the situation in the slums, mm. as I told you. Mm. They start getting boyfriends somehow like that. That's also weakened their, their talents. Like, he finds he has a boyfriend, he, he subs, sometimes absconds training, he, maybe he trains in a week, he trains, maybe she trains in, maybe twice. So that's the time that they, 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 she started losing that the moral of playing football. Yeah. So what? What? We were, we were talking about that. But what do you need? What do you think still is needed to change that stuff? So to, to make it more equal and like so that women could continue and. First, I would like this one to go to our own government. They have to be serious with the girls. 
they have to protect the calf because I I have tried me personally to the extent that uh, sometimes I get beef with the, with the men because most of the boyfriends are the same players in the academy. So, so, so I've been like a watchman to them, watching them all the way they go. So it has made me sometimes to have enemies. <laughs> you get it? So what I would say to a government to put a law that will protect a girl child to a certain age that when she reaches uh, at least 20 years, that one is at least uh, she's able to, to decide on her own if she can get married or if she can continue playing football. But you find, like most of the girls here, they started um, going with the boys at the age of 14, 15. So when they attain 18, they're already mothers. And still, I'm still thinking, going back to you, Joseph, because you're one of the more senior uh, coaches here, and, then, and you're born in the old uh, generation. generation yeah. But you're having this attitude. Um, still, I wonder what did that come from? What, 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 what is it? Do you think you're special here, or do you think uh, my attitude towards favoring the ladies, mm. or favoring, or more, making them more? Just giving them the same rights. The same rights because also my where I was born and educated. Uh, I was maybe my parents died long time ago when I was still a child. Both the father and the mother, okay. so I was taken care of by my sister. Okay. Yeah, so I was taken care of my, by my sisters. So that's what made me also to feel sympathy. On the girl child. Whenever I see a girl child, I remember my sister the way she used to take care of me. Yeah, that's also what has made me also feel that the girls should have the right. And do you also think that your passion for for football is like you, you you're passionate about sport and you want everyone to feel the same right to play the sport as you you have? Yeah, I, I would like them to, to feel the that passion of playing football like like I used to play. So. Like the men also play, mm. the girls also need to be playing the same way. Yeah. What, what do you think about the future here? Can you, like, it has been a development now, and do you think it will mm. you see a bright future for the girls in this neighborhood? Yeah, I see a bright future in this neighborhood because it's not the way it was two, uh, 2000. Mm. Now, at least, the girls they can go to school. They can explain to others the, the problem they underwent, and also, uh, more importantly, they play football like any other men are playing. So I see a bright future. Maybe in five years' time, I'll have three or four players playing for the national team, and that is what my vision is. About. Yeah. That's a great vision. Yeah. I'd like to go back to the first question because for for some people, uh, football is just just a plain sport. It's just football. But you said that the, the meaning of football for this could be even like uh, less robbery and stuff like that. Yeah. How, how can you explain how how, is, how could that how can sport and football have that meaning? How how can that change? Yeah, it's it's, it's changed because you are a footballer and you want to engage yourself in crime. When you're in the field, 
the coach trains you a lot. So when you go back home, you are tired mm. and don't have any time to go and do other stuff at night. So it has really uh, curtailed that way most of the players engage in crime. They have, they have, they have been like so tired now after practices and also it has made them known. A good player is known. So it's not easy for him to engage in crime because he might, he might, be, he might go to somebody who is known to him mm. <laughs> as a player and maybe he's a, he was a fan. So it has also made us a, at least that crime rating for footballers has really dropped down. Not, not as it was back. When I came here, there was a cult. And that cult was you play football in the day and you are criminal at night. Oh, yeah. And that could be a negative thing about yeah. football if you have that yeah. attitude. That attitude. But nowadays, you are a footballer, you play football after playing football, you go and relax, you wait for another day. So it has really changed. Is, is there a high criminal rate amongst the other youth that are not playing in the sports? Uh, the rate is now lowering, not, not that, uh, as it was previous, because initially we didn't have uh, the lights at night, so it was totally dark. So people uh, were now using that chance at night that because you not understand who was, uh, who was coming to you still from you but nowadays because there are lights and the population has really increased uh, so it has really been hard for the youth also to, to engage in crime though there are some few who are still engaging in crime but uh, sometimes they do today tomorrow they're in prison so while in prison there's also learn that there's also another chance i was in prison yesterday this time let me come back and start playing football so you have two of them who have been jailed and the, after finishing the, the jail term, we 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 call we call we call them to the team, and now they they are really good. They have really changed. Mm, great. They are, they have really changed dramatically. People couldn't understand what made them change us because they are really bad guys. So football is more than football. Football is more than football. It's, it's football and education. Because sometimes I, I used to advise them, because crime does not pay. <laughs> Today you are, you, you, in fact, uh, before me joining Angaza with my former team, I had, I had lost almost seven players in crime. Oh. Uh, because during that time they were just, and I was still new, I, would, I couldn't just handle them the way a coach could handle a, a player, because they were, they were in a certain cult. And you know, I'm different from this tribe. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not of this tribe. No. So it was not easy for me to, to, to advise them on which way they should follow as a coach. So it was really difficult because it was now a government against them. Uh, they were trying to, like, they were trying to to, to sideshow the government. It was another, another like, uh, another political outreach which was a, a mixture of cultural and whatever so it was really hard for me also to, to try to show them this the way because it was like if you try to tell them this is not the right way 
tomorrow you'll be found dead. Do, do you have any clue about how many children you have been coaching during the year? Around? Uh, I can, maybe I can have a good guess. Mm. Please have a guess. Because some are now parents. <laughs> and I can say they can reach 500 and over. I don't know. Yeah. And right now, how, how many kids do you, do you, do you meet on a weekly basis here? Yeah. On a weekly basis? Plus academy players, plus all the other players. That you, that you recognize and know how many of these kids? Maybe 200 in a day. <laughs> 200 in a day? Yeah, 200 in a day. And I also think that's pretty important that they, they know you and they know each other, and that, that's also yeah, society in society. Yeah, it's really, it has really helped me because, as I told you, this area was really a crime prone area. Mm. But to me, I, I used to feel more secure because whenever I pass, they call me coach, coach, coach. Even they are, they, they are criminals, but they, coach me, they call me coach, coach, and I pass my way. Mm. So it's also like a, a tool to me. <laughs> it was like a tool to me to protect myself because even my family, they cannot be, they, no, they cannot be threatened by anybody because they know that's coach family. So yeah, football has really made me... The football family is big. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty big family. A very big family. And bear in mind that in politics, we have the two tribes. Mm. Me, my tribes, my tribes are from Luo. And the, the, the people from this, are, they are called Kikuyus. Mm. They are now the ones in the government. Okay. The, the ruler, the president of this country is from this area. Okay. The opposition leader from is, is from my, 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 my tribe, but the respect they adore to me, they don't regard me as of the, the opposite tribe, they just see me as a coach. Yes. Right. So you see they, how they also football has made me more popular among them. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think also what uh, one other positive thing that I've seen here so far is that even though the people that are not playing football, they gather around the matches and they gather around the pitch. So yeah. it's like a, a place for people to hang out and meet and Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes in the in the afternoon, maybe in the morning, in the afternoon, you'll find a lot of youths. Yeah. They just want to see football. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking about the last question. Do you have something some more question before that? No. Because we also finish with a last question to all the guests because uh, we, we believe that uh, uh, that if, if you could increase publicity for female football, that it could then it could help the, the sport a lot. So we asked the guests, what what do they think is needed to increase the publicity for female football? What could get female football more accepted or interested or uh, like, here in Kenya? What, what do what's needed? Yeah, like for me personally, I'm initiating a project. I, I would call it a project, whereby I'll be going to the schools to ask for players. All, all students who are really ready to join Angaza from 14 years to 16. Because a girls' lifespan in football is very minimal. Girls only play for, if not two to three years, and they're out. So I want to start another age category that when the seniors have gone, I'll be left with the, these juniors who will be graduating to their 
you see a change. And to my country also, I will like them. When ladies' league is being played, they put aside the men's league first. And they give the priority to the ladies' team. Then that will also make people really interested in seeing how ladies are played. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much, yeah, for taking having us here and showing us around and talking to us today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Welcome. Josef, spännande man, herre. En eldsjäl tycker jag. Ja, verkligen. Och det var en sån här intervju som ja, att bara för härligt sitta och samtala med någon. Mm. Sen hade vi lite tekniska, nu, dels har vi lite tekniska problem med språket, eller mitt eget språk. Jag kände att jag inte pratade engelska väldigt länge, vår pappa leder, så jag blir respekt för det men jag tror att ni fattar. Det blir lite African English också. African English och Swinglish hörde jag mycket. Ja, men så är det. Man förstår. Man förstår. Tyvärr så var det lite tekniska problem som Per sa som gjorde att det var lite grejer som, som inte kom med, vilket är väldigt synd. Vi pratade under en tid i intervjun om eh, tjejers självförtroende och att ja, men tjejerna tror inte, ingen, föräldrarna tror inte på tjejerna, eh, tjejerna tror inte på sig själva och därmed är det också svårt för dem att hävda sin rätt mot killarna. Till exempel när det handlar om att de har rätt till fotbollsplan eller har rätt att spela fotboll. Eh, så att det, de har en ganska tuff situation tjejerna. Där Josef verkligen är en sån som försöker förespråka att tjejer ska spela fotboll och visa att han tror på dem i alla fall. Men, men det, är, det är verkligen utmaningar där för att killarna negligerar liksom tjejernas rätt att spela fotboll. Och föräldrarna stöttar dem inte heller så det blir svårt för tjejerna att tro på sig själva då. Verkligen och det var nästan det första vi reagerade på när vi hade första träningen på plats där. Att, mm. Jag vet att Julia och Josefin sa vi går in på plan och håller träningen och, och, och känner nej, nej vi får inte vara där. Men sen gick ju Julia och Josefin en helt annan syn på det. Självklart ska vi vara här snarare tvärtom. Nu ska vi visa dem. Och precis som du sa, men föräldrarna litar inte på att dels att tjejerna ska gå till fotbollen eller att de ska ha, varför ska de ens hålla på med fotboll? Mm. Och tjejerna själva har väl fått inpränt. Alltså det är den, det samhället den normen de lever i. Och känner att vi, vi ska inte vara på den fina planen. Alltså det var den känslan de hade. Och det var det som jo- Josef försökte berätta. Liksom, att det är den kulturen. Och om både föräldrarna har det, grabbarna på andra sina plan och sen faktiskt tjejerna själva ha det så är det problematiskt. Mm. Men... För det var också svårt för Josef att jobba med dem. Så han, han tyckte också att det var en utmaning att träna tjejerna på grund av det här. Ja, och ja, det, det, det gör vi ett litet tillägg på. Vi ska spänna, vi får ju träffa tjejerna. Vi gör ett seminarium imorgon också med dem. Mm. Så vi, och det är därför gör vi också så på de här avsnittet att, att vi tänker ta att reflektera kring hela temat Kenya-resan när vi är klar. Mm. Så att vi kommer tillbaka till avsnittet när vi har träffat, imorgon träffar vi efter seminariet träffar vi några av de kvinnliga eller de Tjej, tjejspelarna och mm. hör deras röst och sen träffar vi kanske fler gäster mm. och så, så vill vi avslutningsvis också tacka EFD Elitfotbolldam för det är faktiskt på grund av dem som vi kan åka hit mm. trevligt tack och hej vi hörs snart igen tack hej catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.